Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You are listening to episode 54 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. It's Christine Anderson, your pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian sports nutritionist. And today I want to talk to you about the most common school year nutrition struggles that our clients face that I hear from you over on Instagram, because believe it or not, we are about a month away from probably the majority of gymnasts returning to school. Um, I know growing up living in Oklahoma, which is, I don't know, do you call that the Midwest? I don't know. Um, we would always start school probably the second week of August. So I feel like for my Oklahoma, Texas gymnast, you know, that's pretty, um, standard. I know for a lot of my, you know, Northeast gymnasts, they don't start until later September, but then some of my California gymnasts also start late September. And then some of my Arizona gymnasts start towards the end of July. So hard to say, I know everyone is all over the place in terms of when they go back for this fall semester. Um, but the bottom line is that summer has flown by. And if you're not already thinking as a parent about your fueling strategies for fall, you're going to miss out and you're going to do the same things that you did last year that more than likely aren't completely working for your gymnast and are probably contributing to keeping her stuck and struggling. So I want to help you out. And today I want to share with you um, the top five school year nutrition issues that our clients face. And I bet you can probably relate to one, if not most all of these. So I pulled my audience, I pulled our membership and asked them, you know, what are the things that you know you're going to struggle with this school year? What are things that you struggled with before the program? And now it's a non-issue. And breakfast is certainly a recurring theme. Now, we know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It breaks the fast, which is very important for gymnasts because when you're fasting, you're not recovering. And we need a gymnast body to be able to continue to repair and recover, which can happen for up to 48 hours post-workout, but it can't fully happen if your gymnast doesn't have enough nutrition, aka the building blocks to support that ongoing repair and recovery. Breakfast is also essential for an optimal body composition, which is very important in an aesthetic sport like gymnastics. Breakfast is essential for cognitive performance, which that's going to impact your gymnast both in and out of the gym. When we think cognitive performance, we usually think academics, which yes, those are very important. But what most people don't think about is, you know, if your gymnast is not fueling appropriately, they're going to have a hard time paying attention in class. They're going to have a hard time, you know, getting as much work done as they need to during the day. And most gymnasts are already on the clock. You know, by the time they get out of school, they go to the gym for four hours, they come home, you know, the clock is on in terms of them showering, eating dinner and going to bed. And so we need them to be their most efficient selves during the school year and able to take advantage of those pockets of time where they could be getting some of their homework done instead of, 
you know, laying their head down on their desk, taking a nap because they're so exhausted from underfueling. We also know that breakfast plays a really important role in appetite regulation and gymnasts who skip breakfast may do okay at lunch, but then often after school, they are absolutely hangry. They want to eat everything inside of them. It makes appetite regulation really difficult. And probably the issue that I see with gymnasts is they don't necessarily get this opportunity in the afternoon to kind of catch up with some of their nutrition. So then this kind of FOMO eating crazy out of control hunger continues, you know, after gym and into the late evening. And it's not ideal from a nutrition perspective to be consuming, you know, 50 to 70% of your calories at the end of the day, because number one, that means that you were underfueled the rest of the day, which is going to compromise recovery. It means that you are not fueling into your workout. Um, but we also know from a body comp perspective that something called within day energy balance is really important Uh, for optimal kind of lean mass versus fat tissue and then bone density. So why do gymnasts struggle with breakfast? It's the same reason that we all struggle with breakfast, right? Um, I find that for myself now that I, you know, work virtually with gymnasts across the country and the world and have the luxury of working at home. um, Breakfast is actually something that has become more of a struggle. You know, when I worked in the clinic and I had to leave the house by, you know, 645, 7 a.m., I always had breakfast because I knew if I didn't eat breakfast, my next opportunity to eat was lunch and I was going to be absolutely starving by then, right? It's not appropriate to eat during client sessions, at least when you work um, in a clinic setting. And so I would either make like an egg sandwich and take it with me. I'd eat it in the car. Um, I'd take it with me and heat it up when I got there and started working on my charting or whatnot. Um, I know for a long time I would make one of my favorite peanut butter banana protein smoothies, which you can find that recipe in reels on our Instagram. Um, And I would take that in a huge, like 32 ounce Yeti and I would drink it on the way to work. I would drink it during kind of that first hour. Um, There are a lot of options, you know, even if you have early mornings and you're on the go, Um, I work with high level gymnasts that literally start training at 6am. And if they can figure out how to do breakfast before training at 6am, So can you, and so can your gymnast, especially because these kids are like 11 and 12 years old. A lot of parents tell us that their kid doesn't want breakfast in the morning because they're not hungry. And I get that. But like I say all the time, you know, as an athlete, you're not always going to have the luxury to eat when you're hungry. Often we have to use our nutrition knowledge to fuel our bodies when we either have the chance or when we know that it it needs the nutrition. Um, I think gymnasts often just need a lot of permission around this concept. You know, it's not wrong to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full, right? That's intuitive eating. And that's what a lot of parents teach their gymnasts. But when it comes to gymnast training 20, 30 hours a week, if left to their own devices, you know, most of them aren't getting enough food. They're not getting enough of the right foods at the right times. Um, And so we definitely need some strategy when it comes to fueling. A lot of gymnasts tell me that they don't have time for breakfast and I don't know, man. I mean, this is where I think some tough love comes into play for all of us, right? I mean, we make time for the things that are important. And while your gymnast says that they don't have time for breakfast, I know that they're spending time perfecting their makeup, perfecting their hair, picking out the cutest outfit, or they're, you know, Snapchatting their friends or catching up on TikTok when you literally could make a quick breakfast in five minutes or less. So to me, this is an excuse, which I'm not here to shame or blame anyone, but I think we do need to kind of pick it apart 
and figure out what the real barriers are and what action steps we need to put in place in order to overcome this struggle. I think as your gymnast gets older, it's really important for them to start taking ownership when it comes to breakfast because parents are busy, right? Like most of you are getting yourself ready in the morning. Um, you know, you're taking other kids to school. You've got other kids who maybe need more help and support getting dressed or whatever. And so, you know, whatever age you think is appropriate, definitely in my mind, kind of 11, 12 years old, I think it's appropriate for your gymnast to play an active role in breakfast preparation. You know, at minimum, sitting down as a family and talking on the weekends of, hey, you know, here's the stuff that we have in the in the kitchen for breakfast this week. Here's what I expect of you in terms of breakfast. Um, I think all of that is very developmentally appropriate. And when I ask parents, you know, how their gymnast is doing and if they're eating breakfast, a lot of parents will check the box because they're like, yeah, my kid's eating breakfast, even though what they're eating isn't actually enough or it's not enough of the right foods. Just a bowl of cereal is not enough for breakfast. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with cereal, but by itself, there's not enough protein. There's probably not enough overall nutrition or calories. It doesn't have a fat source. There's no color. There's no fiber. Um, there's probably not enough calcium because, you know, most kids don't drink all the milk in their cereal. So, um, eating something is certainly better than nothing, but just a bowl of cereal in the morning is not enough to fuel a high level gymnast. All right. Issue number two that I bet you can relate to is the school snack situation. And this is certainly all over the map in terms of our client's experience, but I will say that most competitive gymnasts are going to need at least two to three snacks per day um, to get the nutrition that they need to be successful and stay healthy. And, you know, after working with hundreds of clients over the last couple of years, and even before that, when I worked in pediatric endocrinology, um, access to snacks varies wildly amongst schools. Um, some schools don't allow snacks. There are then the issues of the snacks having to be peanut free or allergy free. There's the issue of having to use non-perishable snacks because your gymnast doesn't want to take a lunchbox or there's nowhere to store it. Um, sometimes schools provide the snacks, but they aren't always the best choices or they aren't always very balanced. And so again, it's just another area that you need to sit down and talk with your gymnast um, in the Balanced Gymnast Program. In the very first session, we teach gymnasts and parents how to build meals and how to build what I call balanced snacks. And there are a couple different types of snacks, right? The balanced snack is what we eat, you know, mid-morning when we're just trying to get from meal to meal. We're hungry. We're keeping up our, our energy levels. And then we have something called a pre-workout snack, which is right before training. Um, it is what I call an unbalanced snack because it certainly has more carbohydrate in it compared to another snack that you might just eat because you're hungry. We have intra-workout snacks. We have post-workout snacks. Um, it's very important that if you have a level five gymnast and above, that you understand the differences between these snacks and you come up with a plan for them to get enough nutrition during school. Um, I definitely will write a letter for my clients if needed for the school nurse or the school counselor, asking them to make sure that the gymnast is allowed to snack as needed. Um, because again, you know, just eating breakfast, just eating lunch probably isn't going to cut it in terms of getting your gymnast enough nutrition before they go to a four plus hour training in the afternoon or evening. Number three is lunch. And let's be honest, you know, as an adult, lunch is probably my least favorite meal of the day. And, you know, that's even being at home where I have access to everything. When I worked in the clinic, when I was in college, when I was in high school, um, you know, lunch was definitely one of the hardest meals of the day. And 
I think there's a lot of challenges around this. I think thinking about school age and high school children, the first issue is that, you know, most of them only get 20 or 30 minutes for lunch. And it's probably less than that by the time they actually put their books up, go to the lunchroom, get their food, sit down. Um, Lots of gymnasts are very chatty and social. And so they often will spend more time talking than eating. And so when you only get 15 or 20 minutes as it is, you can quickly see that it's going to be really difficult for them to eat a substantial amount. Um, There's certainly the issue of school lunches and your gymnast not liking them. And so then you're forced to pack a lunch, which again, I think is another area where when developmentally appropriate, I think your gymnast needs to play a role in helping you pack their lunch because you're busy, right? You got to feed yourself. You probably have younger children. Um, But gosh, there are even more logistical issues, I think, these days than when I was a kid. Like when I'm talking to gymnasts and we're really trying to peel back the onion and figure out why they're not eating lunch, um, I'll hear all sorts of excuses that just wasn't a reality for me when I was in school. Like the other day I was working with a client and they were telling me that, you know, lunchtime is at one and they get out at two. So they just don't eat lunch. Like they just take a bunch of random carb snacks, like goldfish and fruit snacks to eat on, you know, during the day from like 8am to one. And then when they get home by two 30 or three, that's when they heat up a lunch. And while you can do that, it's not ideal. You know, your gymnast needs more than just some random carb snacks during the morning. Um, but when we dug into this a little bit further and tried to come up with an idea of like, well, how can you bring something to have at school for lunch? Like you do have a designated lunchtime, your friends are eating, or at least some of them. And I found out that this gymnast doesn't have a backpack. And like, apparently a lot of kids don't take a backpack anymore. Uh, so I'm like, well, what do you, what do you carry your stuff in? And they're like, well, I just, I just hold on to it. I just, I just take my computer, which LOL um, my generation definitely did not have computers in school. Uh, I think it happened a couple years after I maybe graduated high school, but we had backpacks because we had to lug around, um, textbooks and your pencil bag and, and whatever else. And so, yeah, if you're not taking a backpack, then yeah, how are you taking something? I mean, granted you could carry your lunchbox, but then <laughs> barrier number two in this situation was it wasn't cool to bring a lunchbox. And you don't have to bring a lunchbox, right? Like you could bring a paper bag if that's cooler. But if you've ever taken an ice pack in a paper bag, which I definitely did that in high school, um, the condensation from your melting ice pack is going to melt the paper bag and then it's going to break and all your food's going to fall out. So I don't know, man. Again, I think this is just an, another area where unfortunately we got to pull in a little bit of tough love and strategy because I think all of us could make excuses all day as to why we can't bring a lunch to school But I I try to push back to the gymnast and say, look, you know, if you're serious about your goals, if you're serious about, you know, making level nine this year, making level 10 this year, getting that college scholarship, if you're serious about that, then you've got to push aside your fears of what your peers think, right? Who cares if people think it's weird because you have a backpack? You honestly will probably be a lot happier having a backpack to carry your laptop and carry a book and carry a lunch bag. Um, who cares if people think you're weird for carrying a lunch bag, if it is able to keep your food cold, give you some good variety, allow you to have adequate protein. And I know that's easier said than done. I mean, I know that 
the bullying in schools and just all the problems like that are, are off the charts. I mean, again, it is exponential compared to what I experienced, but again, this is where parents can get involved. This is where working with your school counselor, working with your school nurse, um, there's just a lot of things I think we can do to help facilitate adequate fueling for our gymnasts. All right. Struggle number four is hydration. And I have a lot of parents that tell me my gymnast won't drink anything all day. She takes a bottle to school. And by the time I pick her up, she's maybe had a fourth of it, which for most gymnasts is like maybe six ounces. Um, gymnasts will tell me that they don't want to bring a big bottle, like a hydro flask or something to school because they don't have a backpack. So they don't have anywhere to carry it. Um, so sometimes they'll just bring like a little plastic water bottle, but even then they often don't drink it. And I will say for the average, you know, teen female gymnast, 16 ounces of water from 7am to 3pm is very insufficient. And so again, I mean, I remember growing up, you knew who the athletes were, right? They had their 32 ounce Gatorade or Powerade refillable bottles. They carried around water jugs. You know, it was football players, the cross country, the soccer. They all knew that if they didn't stay hydrated, they were going to cramp. They were going to get nauseous. They weren't going to perform well. And it honestly was kind of a cool thing. Like, again, you knew who the athletes were because they took their hydration seriously. And I think the same thing needs to happen with gymnasts. Again, who cares what other kids do? Other kids aren't training 20 to 30 hours a week like you are for big goals and dreams. And I try to tell my gymnasts this all the time. You're not going to care. You know, looking back, you're not going to care that someone thought that you were stupid for taking a lunchbox with you every day or taking a water with you every day. When you fall short of your goals, you're going to be mad at yourself that you allowed yourself to be influenced by people whose opinions don't matter. Um, sometimes I think to myself, you know, about high school and about middle school and about the dynamics, just, you know, based on my interactions with my clients and kind of seeing what they go through and I'll share with them that I was not a cool kid. I I was not in the cool group. Um, I was a nerd. I was in all the smart classes, the AP classes, which again, for some reason that was uncool. I was in band, you know, I did gymnastics, so I could never do anything because I was always at the gym. And, you know, while that was difficult in middle school and high school, at the same time, you make your own friends, you enjoy the things that you enjoy. And even when I went to college, you know, I, I started in a sorority, but I dropped out because if you know me, I don't like to be told what to do. This is why I run my own business. Um, this is why my husband says I would never make it in the air force, which is true, which if you don't know, he's, he's in the air force. Um, and I love him for it and he's amazing, but it's definitely not something I could do personally. Um, but I sit here today, you know, as an incredibly successful professional and business owner, and it didn't matter. Like it didn't matter that I wasn't in the cool group. It didn't matter that people called me a nerd. It didn't matter that I wasn't in a sorority in college. Like none of this stuff mattered. And I'm really glad that I didn't allow the opinions of other kids to um, cloud my judgment. Right. And so that's what I try to teach your gymnasts, right? It's, it's about helping these gymnasts, you know, be better than we found them. And I love gymnastics, but gymnastics is temporary. And I think the life lessons that we can learn through this of, you know what, you're going to pack a lunch because that's what you need. And blinders on, who cares if other girls aren't eating lunch? 
Who cares if people think you're weird for bringing a lunchbox? Who cares if X, Y, Z? Because at the end of the day, if you care about what other people think, you are going to shortchange yourself and you're probably going to fall short of your goals for what? So I don't know. When it comes to hydration, I think taking some sort of refillable bottle is crucial. Most gymnasts need to probably drink at least one or two of those by the time they're out of school. Um, I know a big barrier to drinking enough is not wanting to have to go pee, which again, um, you probably can go pee real quick in the five minutes that you have to transition between classes. If you don't, because the lines are long or your classes are too far away. Again, this is where getting a parent involved with the teachers, with the counselors and, and not asking, but telling and saying, look, I have a high level gymnast. It is critical that she stays, you know, well hydrated during the day and, she is going to be one or two minutes late to class because she needs to use the restroom. Or um, sometimes the issue is, you know, kids will feel like they can't go to the bathroom during class because the teacher will get mad at them or says that they have to wait. Um, but it's not, it's not healthy to hold your urine. If you need to go to the bathroom, you need to go to the bathroom. So again, this is another area where with our clients, I'm happy to provide them with documentation um, and just tell the, the school nurse, counselor, whomever, like, look, here's how it is. She needs to use the bathroom when she needs to use it. And you just got to get over it. Um, gymnasts are incredibly responsible. So they're not sneaking off to go cause problems. They're not sneaking off to play hooky. They're not sneaking off to go do drugs for heaven's sake. They're trying to stay hydrated and they just have to go pee. Um, probably the other reasons, and then I'll move on from hydration, but I just have a lot to say here is gymnasts will say they're not thirsty or they don't like the taste of water. And I think once you start hydrating, you will realize probably how thirsty you actually are. And then when it comes to not liking water, I mean, sure, flavor it with whatever. I don't care if you use flavor drops. I don't care if you flavor it with fruit. But then at the same time, not everything is a party in our mouth. <laughs> and just like gymnasts have to condition, and it's not always the most fun thing in the world, you are a high-level athlete, and if you want to perform your best, if you want to support your body's recovery, if you don't want to get a headache at practice, if you don't want to get nauseous, if you don't want muscle cramps, you just need to drink. And so I try to help gymnasts see that um, the consequences of their actions often you know, outweigh the temporary burden of having to drink water during the day or having to pack a lunch or having to do whatever. The last big struggle... Um, that a lot of gymnasts face and parents face when it comes to school year nutrition is simply just being gone all day long. And I know parents listening to this, even thinking about the return to school and thinking about how quickly the summer has gone is probably already stressing you out and putting you into a spiral. But here's the deal. As one of my favorite clients' parents says, we have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. And I think it's really important that you have a fueling plan because when you know what kind of nutrition your gymnast needs at meals, what they need at snacks and how to build said meals and snacks anywhere, anytime, I think it makes it so much easier to deal with the craziness of life, to deal with the long days, to deal with the carpools, to deal with the travel, to deal with the unexpected it does not take a ton, a ton of extra time to come up with a meal plan for the week to place a grocery order. Um, I'm not saying it has to be rigid. I'm not saying that your gymnast has to eat the same thing every day out of Tupperware for days at a time. 
the reality is that, you know, most gymnasts aren't getting the right nutrition at home, even in the summer. And there's a whole lot more logistical challenges that present in the school year. What your gymnast does with her nutrition right now is going to directly impact her health and her performance this coming season and for many seasons after, and not to mention her lifelong health as well. So if you want to learn how to fuel your gymnast, not just blindly follow a meal plan or blindly follow some sort of, you know, what I eat in a day from some influencers TikTok, if you really want the knowledge, if you want to know how to think like a sports dietitian and fuel your gymnast anywhere, anytime, I invite you to check out the Balanced Gymnast Program. We are currently enrolling. This is our signature three-month live nutrition coaching program for female level five through 10 and elite gymnasts and parents, where I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about fueling your gymnast and helping them reach their big goals and dreams. The very first session of the program, I teach you how to build meals and snacks, how to time them, how to strategize being gone all day, dealing with school lunches, dealing with you know having to have non-perishables. In subsequent sessions, I teach you how to build your pre-intra-workout and post-workout snacks, how to calculate how much hydration your gymnast needs, how to make sure they're getting enough, how to monitor growth and development, how to use nutrition to support injuries and inflammation, and so much more. So if this sounds like what you need, I encourage you to go to the link in the show notes. You can see more about the program. We are starting the next cohort very soon, and I would encourage you to submit an application Um, It is invitation only, and it is first come, first serve. If you have questions, please send me a DM over on Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you, hear what's going on with your gymnast and how I could support you this coming season. So with that, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope, if anything, it just gives you some solidarity to know that you are not alone in these struggles. At the same time, it gives you hope that we can put together a plan for you and your gymnast to support their nutrition, their fueling, and ultimately their big goals and dreams. So with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.